Join me each week as we discuss life as a makeup artist, business, beauty tips, and share dialogue with the top professionals in our industry. Collectively, we'll unpack the highs and lows, laugh, and grow together. And I'm your host, Brittany Rogers. I'm a 10-year freelance beauty editorial, TV, and film makeup artist. This is your official backstage pass. I'm taking you behind the scenes. Welcome to BTS with Brittany. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of BTS with Brit, the podcast. How y'all doing today? Nomadic? You doing good? Somebody's son, how you doing? <laughs> we are in Nomadic Studio recording another episode. And today, today, Nomadic. Cue How Did We Get Here by Deborah Cox, the part that says, no, 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 no. That's going to be the theme song of tonight because today we're discussing when to say no as an artist. So last week during Last Looks, I answered a question, a listener's question on how do you turn down a collaboration project? And I thought to myself, this could be a whole episode because there are other times where you can say no to work outside of the project not meeting your budget. And as artists, I don't know why we feel so bad about saying no, but I want you to know that it is okay to say no. Come on, let's say it together. You ready? One, two, three, no. Let's try that one more time. Breathe. Get your nerves right. Let it out. No. We're saying no to anything that does not align with our goals this year, okay? We're saying no. So let's get into the episode. Grab your edges, grab your notebooks. I'm dropping gems. The first thing on my list is you can say no when you aren't excited about work. And like I was saying before, as a freelance artist or maybe you're a part-time artist, I feel like there's this unwritten rule that you have to hustle and always be doing clients and always be on set to be considered a good artist. Even if you're working with a client or on a set that's difficult. But I want you to know it is completely okay to be selective about the work you accept. It's okay to only want to accept projects that bring you joy or are aligned with your goals. Every time I get an offer, this is how I approach the situation. If it's not a hell yes, meaning hell yes, I would love to do this. This is a great project. I'm super excited about it. If I have to think too much on it, then it's a hell nah. Respectfully, I'm going to pass. Now, I will not say that. That is very disrespectful to say to a client, but that's just how I look at it. If I don't feel a thousand about it, then no, I can't do it. And chances are, if you accept a job that you don't feel great about, it's not only going to show in your work, but in your attitude. And while we're on the topic of joy, when you get an offer that you're super excited about, don't get so excited that you forget to ask about the details. Now you're locked in on a job for a week and the working conditions turn out to be horrible. The job isn't given what it said it was going to give on paper. <laughs> so before you say yes, even if the offer sounds good, even if the mood board looks amazing, even if the money is right, you need to ask the following questions. So of course, always ask, what is the rate? Always. And then two, you want to find out what are your pay terms, meaning when will I get paid? Is it on receipt? Is it net 15? Is it net 30, net 90? 
Next, you want to find out the hours. Are we going to be there for four? Is it 12? Is it 16? Because that matters. Second, the location. Are we going to be inside? Are we going to be outdoors? If we're outdoors, is there any way for me to plug up my lights or whatever equipment? If you're a hairstylist, your hot tools, you need to know where you're going to be. And speaking of location, you also want to know, are there any company moves involved? Meaning, are you going to move to different locations throughout the day and how far apart are the locations? Next, you want to find out the number of talent. Is there going to be two models or maybe two actors? Is there going to be 16, six, whatever? You need to find out the number of talent. And if you can, always ask if you can see a picture of the model or your talent before you show up to set so you can know what to bring. And lastly, you want to know, does this position require a particular type of makeup, like special effects, or maybe you're doing like bedazzled eyelids, eye makeup. You just need to know, does it require anything that you normally wouldn't have in your kit? So speaking of all these questions, I have a short story because you know it wouldn't be the podcast if I didn't give you a quick story time. And the crazy thing is, I just have so many wild stories that have happened over the span of my career. Maybe one day we'll do a story time, like all the crazy things that I've done. But I was once working on this project, and I think the rate was only like 2 maybe $200 or $100 a day. This was a long time ago. So back then I was super excited. The mood board was beautiful. Um, The model was gorgeous. Like I was pressed. Ciao. We did so much within that project. Like we were in the studio one day. We were outside. Uh, The model had to be dipped in water. We ended up climbing a mountain to get the shot. There was an early call time one day. There were multiple look changes. It was so much. And one of the locations was like an hour away. And I ended up having to pay two tolls. Child, for only $200? Mm -mm. So that's why I say you need to ask all the details, even if they say, okay, this job is a thousand dollars a day you still want to find out the details because sometimes a thousand isn't even enough and I know this sounds very contradicting but you won't always be super excited about every job maybe you might just have a little excitement some jobs are not as creative but the pay is great an example of that would be my political work now it's not the most creative work It's still great work that is aligned with who I'm trying to be as an artist. I want to get into the union. So this is something great to have on my resume, plus the call sheet and on my client list. But where my heart really resides is in beauty editorial and one day doing uh, big editorials for, let's say, like Harper's Bazaar and Elle. And even like the crew, you know, they... They like the work that we do. They enjoy the pay, but most of them want to create their own films. So I say all that to say every job won't be super exciting. You may just have a little bit of excitement, but you got to learn how to make it make sense for you. Number two, it's okay to say no when the client can't meet your rate. Now, listen, your rate is not going to be within everybody's budget, and that is okay. And you will find those clients who will try to negotiate or even say hateful things because they can't afford you. And that is okay too. I had somebody approach me 
And child, she thought she read me down because the rate was out of her range. And she was saying all types of things like, well, I've never seen you do anything for BET or da 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 da. She clearly didn't check my resume. And I say that respectfully. Um, <laughs> but I just had to politely thank her again for considering me for her project and send her on about her way, you know. But if you set a rate for yourself, stand firm on your rate, especially if you know you have the experience, the credentials, and the kits. Sometimes you might be approached to do work for free or even for a lower budget. And again, you have to go back and consider, does this align with my goals as an artist? For example, I would go back and forth to New York to do a lot of beauty testing, meaning testing means that you are absolutely getting no pay. But what I was getting in return was images for my portfolio. But I made sure to ask the following questions like, who is the model? Can I see the mood board? And I also made sure that I was able to create makeup looks that I needed for my book. Or another example would be, I worked on a project where the rate is really low, but I love the team. The project was amazing. And I knew that the working conditions were great. I knew the payment terms. I knew exactly how much I was going to get paid. They told me the looks ahead of time. And while that job didn't pay a lot, today I have a credit on my resume that says key artist for an Emmy Award winning film. You have to look at the job that's presented to you and assess whether or not it's worth the pay cut. Think about what opportunities could stem from this job. Also, keep in mind that when you're taking a pay cut, there may be room for you to negotiate the deal so that you can get what you need out of it. Yes, the pay is lower, but maybe you can ask them for six images instead of the three that was offered. Or if it's a TV and film job, again, yes, the deal is lower, but your terms could be I can only work four or five hours instead of the full 12 or 15 hour day. Make it work for you. Three, it's okay to say no if you don't have the time. Again, I know hustle culture tells us we need to work 25-8. And yes, I said 25-8. <laughs> but sometimes you just don't have the time and you don't want to overwork yourself and burn yourself out. Your time is the most valuable thing that you have as an artist. And if you're spending all your time working on sets, when will you be able to pour back into yourself? You have to be mindful about when you schedule bookings. For example, let's say you decided to take two clients at 7 a.m. And then you take more clients that you have to go to at 12. And now you have a video shoot or something like that. You have to leave time in between for you to get back and forth or if one client is late, you know, that ruins your whole day. Or if you're on set and that set goes over, the next thing you know, you're late to the next set and they do not care about you being late, especially when you work in production. Time is money. So sometimes you just don't have the time to take another job. It's just, it's going to be too much on you in the day or they might end up overlapping each other. So now that you know it is okay to say no, here are the next steps that you can take after you said no. The first thing is you always want to be respectful and thank them for considering you. They could have reached out to any artist, but they decided to come to you to service them for their wedding or help them with their project or hire you for their production. Whatever it is, always be respectful. 
Next, you can give a brief description as to why you're not able to take the job. And it doesn't have to be long or drawn out. I mean, honestly, you don't have to give a description, but if you want to, maybe the project isn't on brand for you. It's just something that you don't do. So for example, I don't do weddings. So if you came to me with a wedding, I would say something like, you know, thank you for considering me. I don't specialize in that area of work. However, here is a list of artists that you can reach out to who can help you with your needs. And that goes into my next point, which is if you can always add some referrals. And lastly, you don't want to burn bridges with people. So don't be mean, don't be rude. And, you know, say something like, well, I mean, that's not your budget is super low. That's not nice. Be respectful because it just may be that they understand and they appreciate your quality of work, but they might not have the budget but they just wanted to shoot their shot. I mean, there's been times where I've shoot my shot to people who came back with a budget that was like, oh, okay, well, that's going to be $8,000. All right. Thank you for your time. You know, it's not in my budget right now, but again, thank you for your time. So you don't want to be rude. Or let's say it's with somebody whose work you really admire or you wanted to do the job, but you just didn't have the time. You can respond back with something like, Thank you again for considering me, you know, letting them know that you love their work. However, you're not available, but you would like to stay in contact to collaborate with them moving forward. Letting them know, like, I'm not available, but hey, in the future, I would love to work with you. All right. So that is that on that. Hopefully these tips are helpful to you and you feel more comfortable flexing your no muscle. So I said that we were going to have black history moments throughout this month of the podcast. And since we are on our last week of February, here is the artist that I would like to celebrate today for black history month. And that artist is Reggie Wells. Reggie Wells is actually from Baltimore, Maryland, and he started his career not as a makeup artist, but as a Baltimore public school system teacher. I don't remember the story correctly, but I know that he stopped teaching. I don't know for what reason. I can't remember. And he moved to New York City. He later started working at a makeup counter in a department store, and he worked there for several years. As he worked there, he started to build up his makeup muscle and he got his first campaign for Jordache jeans. And from there, his career took off. Since then, he's worked with Essence. He's worked with Beyonce, Whitney Houston, Holly Berry, Aretha Franklin. But he is most known for working with Oprah Winfrey. He was her makeup artist for 21 years. He also had his own segment on the Oprah Winfrey show called Makeup 101. And did you know that he collaborated with some of the lighting techs on the Oprah Winfrey show so that they can learn how to develop a technique to highlight darker skinned women on camera? In 2000, Mr. Wells published his very first book, Face Painting, African-American Beauty Techniques from an Emmy Award winning artist. Yes, I said Emmy. Mr. Wells has won a daytime Emmy for Outstanding Makeup on the Oprah Winfrey Show in 1995, and he was also nominated in 2003, 2004, and 2005. Many of you who are newer to the industry may have known Mr. Reggie Wells from working with AJ Crimson. I believe he is one of the brand ambassadors for his brand. If you ever get the chance 
to work with or meet or take a class by Mr. Reggie Wells, I would say go talk to him, take his classes. He is just, (laughs) he is hilarious one. He's so knowledgeable and sweet and humble. And he gives the best makeup tips, okay? I mean, he did Oprah. I mean, the makeup tips don't get no better than that. (laughs) But Mr. Wells definitely has paved the way for many artists in the industry, including another DMV native, Derek Rutledge, who is now Oprah Winfrey's current makeup artist. So, Mr. Wells, we appreciate you in the industry. We love you, and we thank you for making a way for us black artists. This is so random, but before we move on, I got the chance of working with and knowing Mr. Wells for many years when I worked at Bennett Career Institute. He would come visit yearly for our makeup symposium. And it was so funny because back then I was really skinny and I had braces and he used to say, hey, braces, braces, girl, come here real quick. (laughs) I got something to ask you. He always called me braces, just always cracking jokes, every makeup session, all throughout the day. Mr. Wells is just, he's a ball of light. He's a real fun one. (laughs) All right, y'all, you know what time it is. It's time for last looks. If you don't know what Last Looks is, this is the section of the podcast where I answer your listeners' questions, or if we have a guest, our guests will answer the questions, or if you did not ask a question, I will just give you some advice based on something crazy that just happened to me in the industry. (laughs) And if you're wondering, how do I submit a question? You can slide in my DMs on Instagram at BTS with Brit or underscore Brittany Rogers. So let's get into it. Before we roll out today, here is my last look. And my last look is don't get too comfortable. I say that because it is so easy to get to a place in your career where you start to feel comfortable and now you're not growing anymore. Challenge yourself to learn something new every year. So maybe in the beginning of the year, you say, okay, I'm going to set aside this much to dedicate towards taking classes this year or reach out to a new photographer or a new hairstylist to work with. I know from experience, while I love the team that I work with, it's easy to just get caught up in who you're used to and not expand yourself to other artists. And I truly believe that in order to truly grow, you have to step outside of your comfort zone and who you're used to working with and make yourself available to collaborate with other creatives. They might come up with a concept that you would have never thought of. Now you've done this concept and it's all over the internet. It went viral. It's beautiful. And had you never decided to step outside of who you're comfortable with and work with somebody new, you would have never got that beautiful image. And I'm currently doing that myself. And this is why I decided to make this my last look. Well, I can't give you guys all the details, but I am doing a new project, which requires me to work with other creatives who are on a higher level than me, a way higher level. I'm traveling and this will be my first time flying with my makeup kit. Anytime that I have to travel, I will request that if it's close enough that I'll I'll drive or I will take the train. I have this fear of losing my kit if it has to be checked or getting to TSA. And after following all of the rules and regulations, they're throwing out my makeup. But 
this season of my life requires me to stretch, instead of saying no to the opportunity because of fear and because it's not comfortable, I decided to say yes. And I'm going to all these different places. And I just keep reminding myself, like, you got this. And remember last week when I said on the other side of change is something so beautiful. I know that on the other side of me stepping out of my comfort zone is going to be a beautiful transformation and growth. I will update you guys on this journey. And hopefully soon I can tell you exactly what it is. If you have any tips about flying with your kit, please feel free to send them over to me. And that is my last look for today. Challenge yourself, push yourself to grow. So I gave you guys that mini TED talk to let you know, stretch yourself. It's stretching season, okay? Write down all the things that you wanna do with your career, that you wanna do with your life, even the things that scare you. And don't let your mind start to wander about why you can't do it. Look at it and say, why not me? You got this. And you're doing a great job. And I'm very proud of you. And that is all I have to say for today. Anyway, as always, I appreciate you guys for listening to another episode of BTS with Brit. This podcast would not be a thing without you all supporting and nomadic producing. Because listen, I'm going to tell y'all. This is Omatic's podcast. I say this to him every week. This is Omatic's podcast, and I am just a talent because when I am not on my game, bruh will hit me up like, hey, what's going on? It's time to record a podcast. He listens. When I say listens, he is really tuned in and locked in on the show when I'm recording, and sometimes he'll say, hey, sis, that ain't it. That Nope, that didn't make sense. Bring that back and say that again. <laughs> So shout out to Omatic for keeping BTS with Brett up and running. It's a thing because of him and because of you all. So thank you guys. I love y'all. I really appreciate you. Until next time, take care of yourself, wear your mask, wash your brushes, and sanitize your makeup.